Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Down the Biscay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat we trust. It's power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into the latest Five on the Floor live edition mega draft trade. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff show. Uh, I'm excited to come to you with today's floor plan. I am Greg Sylvander. We have a whole cast of characters, a big crew with us, uh, including Alex Toledo, you know, at Tropical Blanket, Brady Hawk, follow him at Brady Hawk 305. We have Sean Rochester at S Rochester NBA and Brian Fonseca at Brian Fonseca NY. We also will have a special guest sneak through here as well, a draft specialist, but it's not where you think we're going, uh, but that'll be a little bit later. Uh, we're going to dive into some of these comments because I'm going to be honest. Before, when like we were just pre-show, I'm reading the comments. Y'all folks need to relax. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell y'all are reading. There's nothing changed. People are just publishing words that were already spoken so stop getting so upset about running it back and what they're not going to do and things like that. You guys are being absolutely ridiculous. Grow up and calm down. But before we get into that, because <laughs> the comments are a disaster and y'all know what happens when a disaster strikes in your home or business, it's water cleanup of Florida. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, his entire team are ready to reach out to you for any of your disaster cleanup needs. They can also help you with any leak detection issues. With over 60 years of combined experience, they're licensed building contractors providing the A to Z service, one-stop shopping the busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in any other contractors. They'll handle everything for you. Service areas include Palm Beach, Broward, Dade. They'll They'll come and help you wherever you need help. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone, 954-579-0356. Again, that's Michael at 954-579-0356. Water cleanup of Florida. You're seeing the website there right now, wcufl.com. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. 
And boy, Heat fans don't appear to have the guts, y'all. What is going on today? We have not even reached the free agent moratorium, and y'all are freaking out about moves that have not been made. They have, The draft hasn't even happened. Could we calm down? Grow up and calm down. Anyway, first, before we get into the draft, I think where we should start is any news of the day. So anybody, we're going to be a little bit looser on the show. For the podcast feed, we're going to do our best to keep this coherent, but we are going to be a little bit looser than usual. Um, anybody on the panel here, because we have a robust panel. Um, the news of the day, there was some Dame stuff that came out about him and Scoot being in contact. I'd like somebody's opinion on that. I also am interested about this Riley thing. If anybody wants to get into um, expanding upon how ridiculous it is that people are overreacting to this aggregation that's taking place. Um, what else took place, y'all? Is Charlotte taking Jordan Miller? Um, is Jordan Miller even his name? No, Brandon Miller. <laughs> Brian Fonseca is laughing, so I'm going to him first. React to the news of the day. I'm going to start with Dame because that's where every Heat fan's yeah. mind is. What do you think of the news of him um, buddying up with Scoot Henderson and them starting to like make it sound like as if that can be um, uh, a pairing that will work? I think it's a lot of this is the day before the draft and we're, it, it is the most posturing that could ever take place. That's my vantage point. Brian, what is yours? Literally nothing's changed. Because Mark Spears reported that, you know, that's happening. But then somebody else reported that it's, in fact, not happening and that Scoot and Dame don't have that much of a relationship. Chris Haynes said on his podcast that he does with Mark Stein that he just sort of sees because they're saying like, oh, Damian Lillard spending time with all the rookies that they're bringing in for workouts. And Chris Haynes is like, my read on that is he's just getting in his workout and just kind of keeping it moving. So it literally, literally, Welsh, you and I are on the same page. Um, I just, it's June 21st, and I know people don't want, I know people don't want to hear this shit, but it's literally the first day of summer. The draft is tomorrow. Free agency doesn't start for another week, a little bit more than a week, actually. And I will remind people that a lot of times, in terms of big trades in the offseason, a lot of times they don't happen until later in the offseason. Kyrie Irving, I think, was August 30th one year or August 14th or something late along those lines. There have been trades that have happened like very late in the offseason. Other trades have happened a lot sooner or whatever. Ultimately, it's it's there's nothing really to freak out about. Yes, the Celtics got Chris Dasperzingas. Everyone was, you know, banging the table about the Celtics last year. Oh, they got Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, my God. Him, Derek White. And then Danilo got an Ari, and then he got hurt. And then the Celtics ended up losing to y'all in game seven uh, on their own home floor. So uh, for a fan base that has seen seven NBA Finals appearances in 18 years, just tranquilo. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you got a lot of time. Damian Lillard's out there. We'll see if they get in on Paul George. I'm sure they're going to make a call. And uh, I don't think there's anything worth freaking out about considering that this hasn't really gotten into motion yet. And even last year when people were freaking out that they didn't do anything, and we were getting on them for not doing much about their roster. They somehow made it to the NBA finals. So it's like, what do you want me to do? We have a funny comment here from Frankie G who says Brady and Greg have a first round grade. Other guys, maybe a summer league invite as this is a draft focus show. And we promise we're going to get there, but we're going through. I was a pretty good point guard back in the day. I don't know. About um, and I, I just have to call that out because um, 
I agree with Frankie G very much. Um, but as we continue, Alex, you had some stuff on our off the floor feed that I want to extend to our viewers here and talk about um, the Porzingis move specifically. So that's news of the day. What does that scare you? I'm a little bit like, why the hell is Boston trying to go get bigs? Like, I, did I miss something there? So like, maybe you could un- enlighten me why they need. I mean, I guess Porzingis is an upgrade straight up talent wise. It's a good risk move, risk reward. But what's your take on that three team deal? Does it give you any um, indication also with the Indiana Denver move that took place with the trade down? Uh, just your thoughts on on some of those moves of the day, Alex Toledo. Well, um, first of all, is, are you hearing me OK? Because I was having some mic issues before. You could be louder. Yeah, it's not picking it up right now. That's a problem that I've been trying to resolve. So I now it's getting better in the chat. Um, but You're good. but to me, the Porzingis thing, like you said, it's mostly just an upgrade. Um, it's another guy that they can add into rotation. They're basically going to replace Brogdon and Grant Williams with him. Um, Brogdon was kind of a non-factor in the playoffs. I don't know if it was mostly just because of the injury, but um, Porzingis had a really nice year. They're just going to have to hope that. You know, he's healthy for the playoffs. I think it's going to, you know, it's better. It's good for them. Like, it doesn't make me scared of the Celtics. It just makes them even more of a problem to deal with. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. He becomes immediately probably their third best player when he's healthy. Um, I think they just have a lot of good players in their rotation, kind of replace their back-end rotation guys or back-end playoff rotation guys with somebody who – you know, is kind of deserving of that 36 mil that he just opted into. He's more or less that level of player with kind of what he showed for the Wizards last season as a rim protector, as a, you know, a shot maker. It's it's just going to be annoying for the Heat to deal with, man. Like, we already know That's how true. they can like, – they just have so much size already, and now it's, you know, it's not like they, they replace size with size. No, they really just added another big body who's going to give you problems. He's not going to make them unbeatable or anything like that, but it just make <clears throat> makes them a tougher – you know, it's going to be tougher to deal with them. And now maybe more pressure on the Heat to retain the Kevin Love. And again, to add another um, front court piece, maybe the pressure is is uh, it goes up a little bit there too. That's an interesting part of it I didn't think about um, as we continue to react. I just would hesitate for anybody to get ahead of themselves. This is an early trade before the draft. There's still a lot of time to go. But I do think it's an interesting move from, from Boston's perspective. Um and there was something else that came out today, uh, news-wise, that I want to I want de- to uh, get Brady's take on, and then we're going to jump into a couple super chats. And that was that uh, there was talk of the potential for a team like Houston to trade up, which this is like counterintuitive for Miami to trade up into Miami spot from twenty to eighteen, and potentially some sort of veteran. I would imagine would go back to Miami that could help. Although Houston doesn't have a ton of veterans. Is there a young player on Houston's roster that came to mind? KJ when Martin. You saw that report. Um, Brady Hawk that you think could, could work in Miami if Houston tried to trade up to 18 from 20. Yeah, that's Brian hit on that one. That's I think a main one that would make sense. Like the KJ Martins of the world. I feel like he always gets brought up cause he's has that Miami heat type build, but like, Houston sitting at 20, like, I just don't see the, the reason to give up a player like that and move up two slots in a, in a situation where you're probably going to get the same guy at 20. Like, there's a, especially with this draft, it's like 
you ever look at these mock drafts it's like there's every guy in that range could go from like anywhere in the upper 20s to the to the high teens to the to second round like it's all just out of whack i don't really see that uh like a reason for that but hey if they're if miami i think would definitely be willing to move back two slots and probably get a guy that they like anyway uh to do that so yeah like a guy like kj martin i know you could probably hit on uh the stuff in terms of like the money stuff and all that type of thing uh but it's right now i guess it's just about getting kind of solid role players because i know the whole talk is about running it back and all this stuff and you're seeing all these like incremental moves and, and trying to like push the needle <laughs> these are ways i guess to push the needle around the rest of the roster and then i guess in terms of, of the other stuff um in terms of of the the dame stuff and all of that it's terms of freaking out about like running it back all that stuff i don't feel like anybody can freak out one way or the other until about like 8 20 tomorrow night when the third pick is being announced like <laughs> after that everybody's like fully willing should be able to either way could could start going crazy but until then it's like no domino is gonna fall until that very moment it feels like so that's kind of my main takeaway and then in terms of the other news of the day with the porzingis thing like yeah that is that's a really good move for Boston, in my opinion i think that opens things up that makes them so hard to guard when you're talking about let's go with the running it back method again and then say you're playing this team in a playoff series that's a whole lot different of a game plan a scheme against. Even if you have this same team, it's like you have to do so many different things. The only positive I could give you is that they're going to be playing basically drop the entire game and they're not going to be switching as much. So if you're hitting on, on your shots in terms of like the Tyler heroes of the world, or let's go crazy, say the Dame Lillards of the world or anybody down the roster can, that could be a drop killer can kind of make a team like Boston pay in that situation. So that those parts of it will be interesting. That's a really great point. Um, I, saw that we had flashed upon the screen here that KJ Martin makes uh, a shade under $2 million. So that's an easy salary sl- swap. So I do think also Greg, also Greg, you could do 18 and Oladipo's contract for KJ Martin and Jay Sean Tate contractually. The money works out. Jay Sean Tate makes about six something or 7 million next year and has a team option for the year after. And I don't think he is going to keep either one of them long-term. That's another interesting uh, wrinkle if Oladipo were to opt in and uh, give them the ability to execute something like that. Uh, There's a couple of super chats we want to get to, uh, and then we'll keep this rolling along and kind of pivot to the draft as we uh, try to use our basketball terms. Zachary Davis comes in with the donation, 1999. Thank you. Uh, Could you provide a realistic roster upgrade just in case we swing for the fences again and miss out? What are our options? Uh, Let me take that one. The options would probably be – to dangle Kyle Lowry's expiring contract with some asset of some kind and try to get an upgrade, uh, I would think preferably in the front court, and then you would really uh, need to retain Gabe Vincent. I think that that, and then whoever you drafted 18, I would think would have to be somebody that you would hope could backfill your roster. Maybe not be in the rotation, but backfill. And that what I mean by that is play a few games throughout the regular season to eat some innings as we go. You're going to need Jovic to step up. There'll be internal improvement. I know y'all don't want to hear that. They don't have exception money. They don't have cap space, that kind of stuff. Don't look at the free agent list, Heat fans. If I see another person tweet, the Heat should sign Brooke Lopez, I am going to vomit, okay? Stop it. It's just fundamentally impossible. So Same thing with Kyrie. We also have to understand some of the rules before we just go spouting out who we want. It doesn't work that way. We're not collecting trading cards. Let's get another super chat going. 
Lucky Luciano says, Greg uh, will still defend Pat even if we run it back. You're damn right, because he has given me no reason not to run it, not not to defend him, because ultimately every single time y'all say that dude is dead, the team ends up proving y'all wrong. And you can say it's Spo and Jimmy and Bam's greatness. Well, then why the hell has it been happening since 1995? Was it was it Spo and Jimmy and Bam in 97 and in 06? Was it was it Spo then? Was it Jimmy and Bam then? So I just think ultimately I'm going to trust the people that have been doing this and have set a precedent that they can execute it over and over and build this thing over and over again. And I'm not going to listen to naysayers who absolutely have no clue what it's like to do anything when it comes to building NBA rosters. Thank you for the $2 donation. Um, so There's as we continue- More comments coming in about Brooke Lopez. They literally cannot go after him. Like, I don't know if you guys are actually listening, but like, they, they, they can't go after him, Larry, Kuzma, any free agent out of the picture. It's not going to happen. I'll also say like for, for the, just so this can stop, Nobody over here is advocating that this team should run it back fully. Um, no, no, but you're right. Riley was also just saying, like, listen, the reason he said be patient is because the possibility is there. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't end up doing much, but I think I He's think gonna walk in and say we're blowing it all up. Everything is just <laughs> blown up. The roster's not going to be here next year. He said they're not taking a wrecking ball to it, and yeah. then just because Barry Jackson says that they're that there, and I don't know what his exact tweet was because I can't believe that we're aggregating people tweeting conversations back and <laughs> forth between each other. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Ashamed. Walk with your head down in shame, I say. <laughs> but I, I, I personally, I think they're going to do something. I don't know if it's going to be the splashiest splash that everybody wants, but I do think they're going to try to do that. That's what they're in the game for. Damian Lillard's out there. Paul George is out there. If they get one or the other, I think people will be satisfied for that. I also think that, look, a lot of people wanted Bradley Beal. That's been discussed already. If they got Bradley Beal by now, and then somebody else went and got Damian Lillard, say the Knicks or the Bucks or the Nets or whatever, people will be pissed because they're just going to be pissed about that. If they got Bradley Beal already, blew their wad on that, and let's say Tyler Hero was in that deal, like they actually caved and did that or whatever, then... Damian Lillard goes somewhere else. Paul George goes somewhere else. People are going to be pissed. Like, you're fine. You're in the same position you were in before. You still have all the assets that you want in terms of draft capital or whatever. Let's see what happens. Totally agree. I think people just should. Let's see what happens. There's going to be, they have to make moves. They're not going to run with the same payroll. If it's just straight trimming payroll and that's all they do. Listen, I'll have a, I'll be the first to have an honest conversation about why the hell would you do that to a team that has these good um, of Jimmy and Bam leading them and spoke coaching them. I totally get it, but we're not there yet. So let's everybody just take a deep breath. Wim Hof method, meditate, whatever you like to do, work out, hit the punching bag before we shift to the draft. Um, we want your best realistic trade ideas. Um, we'll discuss them. We'll take them via super chat. That'll get them to the front of the line, but we want, um, kind of all of your, your your trade ideas. We'll go through a few of them. I'm going to talk a lot less. Uh, and then we're going to shift to draft for the rest of the show and really dive deep into all of the guys at the 18th pick that the Heat may trade to somebody else. I'm totally joking. I actually think they keep this one. We got any trade ideas? 
Sean was taking some before. You think they're gonna yeah, keep let the me, 18th pick, Greg? What's up? You think you're gonna keep that? You think they're gonna keep the 18th pick at this point? Uh, uh well, no. I mean, ultimately, I think at some point, I still believe Damian Lillard is gonna say that this is this is it for me, and I'm I'm holding out hope for that. But I I think if that doesn't happen, and because that's such a like, let's just be honest. Like these big swings are big swings for a reason. Um, I think if it doesn't happen, that then it's pretty likely they keep the player. They need low salary talent going forward. This is going to be a. They need cost controlled guys. I mean, Great draft really trade expensive. down in. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I think I have a feeling. I know who came up with this trade. I won't mention any names, but um, this trade on the screen that Sean put up there that was one of the ones that we got back. Vi- Vic and Depot. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say, are they trading him twice? up in the two? That people? might be. That might be too much. <laughs> That's crazy. That, <laughs> that might be. They get that might be all of a sudden. <laughs> that might. That might be a producer's uh, typo. I think it was Kyle Depot, okay. number eighteen. So Kyle, Low- that would make financial sense. Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, and number eighteen for Turner, Buddy Hield. Indiana wouldn't do it. Indiana's yeah. not looking for expiring contracts. Indiana wants to compete. But yeah. Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill absolutely fits on the Heat team. Oh, I love it! I yeah. love it for the Heat. It's yeah, just, I, I hate to play devil's advocate. And like, please, like, I, like, honestly, don't let me keep talking if I should shut up. But that's yeah, like, if, if they're not going to get a star and you end up getting like a couple different players, and Buddy Hill is one of them, Buddy Hill makes a lot of sense with Jimmy and Bam. You still need more around that, but just function. That last one was actually not from who you may have thought it was because I put Depot in there twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. Uh, that was from Jack Cummings on uh, on Twitter. This one is from BGS Sports on Twitter. I don't have any typos this time. Kyle, 18, future seconds for Sexton, KO, and 28. Does Utah say yes to that? Are they even going to be able to make a deal with – them in general, like, isn't that always tough to, to deal with Utah? Yes, probably, but probably with stars. I mean, this, I mean, I mean, no but the, offense, pe- the pettiness will run but... deep, Alex. But does this deal make sense? Let's just talk about it functionally. Let's get the egos out of the front offices out of the way. Functionally, do you like Kyle and 18 future seconds? The Heat don't have uh, for sex for Colin yeah. Sexton, KO, and 28. I think it would have to be, you know, you subtract those seconds and maybe the Heat would be willing to do it, but um, that's about it. Kind of you know, the price that the Jazz would be paying for moving up 10 spots, it's a pretty nice jump for them, for a team that's, you know, I would say probably going to be looking forward to rebuilding. Um, although Sexton is still a pretty young player, I don't know that he's a part of their long-term plans. Um, you know, maybe he could be, and I'm underrating him. I think he's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could be useful. For the Heat, whether as a starter or as a bench player, he's a pretty good player. Uh, can score the ball. Lowry, you know, he's – if the Heat are not going to just <laughs> extend – I mean, I don't know what the hell Kyle's going to do after next year when his uh, contract is up, if he wants to keep playing or not. But assuming that the Heat do not want to keep him on for more than next season at the at most, like, it makes sense to replace him with somebody like Sexton who feels like, you know, he has a little bit of untapped potential, nothing, you know, all-star level, but – Somebody who can be a nice contributor for a good team. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I, you know, I like that. Move. Back. I'm not, I, don't, I don't hate that either. I like that move too. Um, we we got one more uh, super chat comment, and then I think we're going to pivot to some draft stuff here for a little bit. Um, and it comes from uh, 
Nembot, Ma, Nembot Mamo, I think I got it, four ninety nine. I don't have a trade idea, but I would love a rotation player like a Naz Reed or a Rui Hachimuri in free agency. Sorry for not answering the question. Um, I guess, Sean, I'll give this one to you. Naz Reed, we know they can't go out in free agency. So this, so I think ultimately people have to come to terms with that this would be a vet minimum player uh, or you have to kind of look at the trade market Am I already answering that question or Sean, do you have anything to add to it? No, I agree with you. Um, Nas Reed, what's his recovery status? Like I know he was injured at the end That's of the season. When's too. he going to be back? You're right. You can't even really do a sign and trade anyway. No, I don't think all that stuff. I don't think people, I don't think people understand that. Like you, they financially, because of where they're at, they can't really execute a sign and trade right now. And they, they maybe could now, but by the league year next year, they'd have to figure out how to get out of it and they wouldn't be able to. And that would be the issue. So um, I would encourage everyone to go back and listen to the podcast with Bobby Marks. We did, it was very informative about why the heat don't want to get to that second apron um, is uh, is our special draft guest here uh, yet, or hasn't, hasn't popped in yet. I just want to make sure we're he was following. here waiting and it was just bad timing. Now he's, he's, he's not here at the moment. Got you. Okay. He's, oh, he's back. He's here. He's back. Oh, that is awesome. So let's shift to some NBA draft stuff. And I am very excited to welcome in the co-host of Three Yards Per Carry, uh, the most listened to independent Miami Dolphins podcast on planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> one of the, I would say when when the NFL draft is coming up, I go to CK, CK Parrot as he is on Twitter, Chris Kaufman. Um, I go to CK for all of my insights. Thank you for joining us. I know you are a draft enthusiast as well, and we're not going to uh, keep you uh, center stage as the only one shown for too long. Um, CK, I, I think you're going to bring up players that you like, and this is just me totally guessing, that the Heat maybe haven't worked out yet, and I have that list, or players that we haven't really talked much about for Miami but welcome to the program, one. And two, uh, let's dive right the hell in. Who are your favorite guys for Miami at 18? You know, it's funny. Earlier I saw you say uh, – I saw somebody say, rather, that um, that it looks like uh, Brady's, a, Brady's a first-rounder. The rest of them – the rest of you all are summer league invites. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy from the stands that's taking a half-court shot by Dr. Pepper or something like that. That's <laughs> – I'm, At a I'm, timeout, yeah. Yeah, or or maybe you're just down to so many injuries that you you're, you're asking the crowd for somebody for participants. Um, no, I, I I do I do like some guys, and I I think that it's interesting you bring up that they're uh, these are guys that they haven't talked to um, because I'm not sure based on the the list of uh, of people that they have talked to or that they've brought in for uh, interviews or not interviews but workouts and whatnot. Um, I kind of wonder if they're they're really just um, blanketing the uh, the undrafted market or the or kind of feeling things out uh, in the later stages. Um, I don't know if the Heat are particularly clandestine in their approach uh, with respect to who they're visiting, who they're seen talking to, and and such. Uh, I, obviously, I would know more uh, about Miami's uh, habits that way r- rather than the Heat. But I, if I'm looking at the the 18th pick. And especially if this pick could be later traded uh, or the player, I said, uh, as an asset, then you almost you want to take a take advantage of the heats. I think there's kind of a mystique around the heats player development 
and their uh, and their ability to identify talent. Um, and I think I think they've earned that. Um, and and so you, you kind of wonder, as soon as they take a guy, does his Q score rise? You know, like if, if they yeah. take a guy, if they take a guy at eighteen, does that does that just make him seem just just a little bit more desirable? And so I think you kind of want to swing for the fences, not not swing for doubles and, and singles. So when you're looking at a guy like um, like uh, uh, Jet Jet Howard, who is uh, Juwan's kid, um, you know, heat fit great. He fit in the offense. You can you, you could see exactly how it'd slip in there. Um, but are, not are a swing for the fence move. Not a swing for the fence move. And and you're going to turn around and trade Juwan's son. You know, like <laughs> um, I, I kind of wonder about that. Uh, so I, I would be looking at guys. You know, obviously uh, now it, it seems obvious that uh, guys like Kobe Bufkin and Kaysen Wallace are probably going to go too high. Do you guys do you guys agree on that? I mean, I hope not, but it sounds like they're mocked. They usually are mocked higher than that. Yeah, Have you all it, seen them mocked in, to Miami? I haven't seen it happen yet. There's little whispers Case and Wallace could yeah. be dropping out of nowhere, which – That's a pipe oh. dream. He ain't dropping that far. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen, you know, some some latest mocks, and I don't know how much to trust it, but high enough that um, that – I don't think that the heat could go. And that's, there is, there is a weirdness about this draft. You mentioned it earlier, the uh, between 18 and 40, you know, there's, there's guys that you could, you could mock to the heat at 18 that could also go at 40, you know, <laughs> like it, it is a very strange uh, draft that way. But um, if those guys are kind of, I would swing for the fences with somebody like uh, Leonard Miller, uh, James Najee. Um, you know, I think that uh, Trace Jackson Davis uh, is, is is a, a good player that um, that is worth consider consideration. Um, you know, I think I do wonder. This is not a swing for the. This is not necessarily a swing for the fences guy, but nobody can also tell me why he's going to go so low. And that's that's Kobe Brown um, of Missouri. That's, that's true. Everybody loves him. <laughs> like I, I, I'm just trying to track you know uh, social commentary and stuff like that. Everybody seems to love the guy, but nobody seems to think that he could go that high and and i kind of wonder about that i think but the I mean, ringer had him high and i see that uh miami heat beat popped in here and says case and wallace is slotted at 18 in the draft express uh mock uh, you know latest mock draft which is a you know usually one of the ones that nba heads like to go to um james naji is a name that and i hope i said his name correctly just now because i don't think i've said his name this whole cycle Mm-hmm. brian alex brady do you all know anything about him because i really didn't do my homework there I know CK can tell us about him, but do any of y'all know anything about James Naji? I just know he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some people, some people are trying to compare him to Serge Ibaka, which is interesting. Okay. I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's going to be how that turns out. Um, do you want to go back up five here at number eighteen, though? Do you want to go no. with basically what they did a couple of seasons back with kind of the precious choice? No, if you're st- if no, if you're if look, if you're staying at 18, a lot of people in the chat are shouting Omax Prosper and they should be shouting Omax Prosper because this dude was not even like he was maybe a second round pick at the time the Big East tournament rolled around. And I talked to a couple people at the tournament while I was covering it who said, "Yeah, he's probably going to be a good second round draft choice for somebody." Mm-hmm. And ever since then, he killed it at the combine. He's been killing it in workouts with teams. He's been 
really good. I know there's a couple of teams uh, in the teens that really like him, and he's somebody who got a green room invite because now he's expected to go into the top 20 or 25 in the draft. If if the Heat keep the pick, Omax Prosper is one of the guys that I think they're going to really, really look at because he is the most Heat-ass dude in this draft because he hustles, he's multi-positional, he can defend multi-positions, he needs to develop his three-point shot, but he can score a little bit, um, can defend and do all those things. Like He's sort of the one that I'd be – and also Marquette. Right. As Griffin says, he's Jimmy 2.0. I don't know if he's that because Jimmy, people forget, really good in college. But Omax Prosper is one of those dudes. And then Chris Murray, if you're looking to feel like that stretch four need, Chris Murray is quintessential, like one of the better stretch four prospects in this draft. There's a lot of options there if you keep that 18th pick. Those are the two that I would like really pay the most attention to, though. Before we go through the next uh, few prospects, take a few comments. I see Amani Bates, major passion, ma- major passions asks about Amani Bates as a project, and I do think that's something to talk about. But before mm-hmm. we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, and that is Mortgage by Arash. So if you need to get a quick closing, you need to go to mortgagebyarash.com. They have competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%, fast closings, most in less than 20 days. That's unheard of. Credit scores starting at 620, so he can work with you. First-time home buyer programs available, borrower assistance programs available. If you need help with down payment and closing costs, he will figure it out. So if you need a quick purchase, he got you covered. 954-651-2057. Again, he's a huge Heat fan. Reach out to him. Holler at him about the draft. Free agency. That's mortgagebyarash.com. Mortgagebyarash.com. 954-651-2057. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, You don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks half of what you pay for other big brands also i would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollars trial set for just three bucks again Don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Brady Hawk, who's your favorite player at 18? We've heard, I heard a name from C, from CK. Is it okay if I just call you CK? That's what Ethan always calls you. I don't know if like you put it on the screen. I'm perfect. Now, now I'm good. Um, yeah. 
So I, I heard a name, James Naji, and that got a lot of um, uh, comments. Sorry, I'm like reading comments and trying to talk, and I shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, and so it, it appears as if the commenters like that idea. Omax is absolutely in the mix, as Brian brings up. Brady Hawk, who do you like at 18 so far? Or, uh, And I don't want to – I. Because Alex is famous for maybe like rattling off eight or nine names that he <laughs> likes. Don't do an Alex Toledo right here. What? Who, who do you like at 18 that we haven't spoke about yet? Okay, so I'll give you one name eventually. But I'll just start with saying, uh, the first of all, the Omax thing, like I really like Omax a lot. And the funny thing is the fact that like you go even look right now at everybody saying in the comments – just the fact that everybody thinks they're going to draft him means they're absolutely probably not going to draft him because this happens Correct. every year. There's like a, there was like three guys like, okay, they're going to, one of these three guys is going to be, and then it's some random guy that everybody's like clicking on a YouTube immediately after the pick. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is when we we're talking about bigs, uh, you mentioned one of them, the other one, Derek Lively. I know I, I brought up, I think could, you know, we'll see if he could potentially fall. Uh, but it just feels like this is not a draft for bigs. Like there's like, couple of them in, in this range it's not it feels like a force and if you heard you know we talked about everything pat said yesterday you he meant the opposite the one yeah. thing that he was telling the truth about was when he said they're going for best player available i totally believe that they're not looking for fit they're not looking for anything and especially we could talk trades and all this stuff if you're trying to flip somebody after the fact after you make the pick you better go best player available uh so with that said i think there's in terms of there's there's a limit on bigs, but it feels like in this range there's just so many set shooters. Like there's just guys, really good catch and shoot guys, movement shooters. And then I look at this E team and I see Max in free agency that we're kind of expecting mm -hmm. to see what he does and to, to walk. Every trade package that we just discussed a second ago, Duncan Robinson is the salary filler. And it's like you gets to a point where like yeah, you could keep going the undrafted route and get a set shooter or whatever and kind of develop them. But if you're sitting here at 18 and they have all these type of guys uh, to kind of look at. It's interesting. So there's guys like you mentioned, the, the Jet Howards, uh, the Jordan Hawkins, I think is an interesting mm -hmm. name that people mm -hmm. keep bringing up. The weird name, I mean, not a weird name, but I'll say the name that I don't know why, but I just keep liking is Ben Shepard because I don't know. I just feel like he's one of those guys that just going to sneak up and he's just a really good set shooter. He's a really good movement shooter. I think he his, the way he played that, just what I've seen from him is similar to the stuff they've run with kind of Duncan and Max. He's been used in a lot of those similar sets. Uh, so it's interesting because there's also guys like uh, I know I, I think you guys mentioned his name already like the Leonard Millers like that's a heat guy like that is 100% a heat guy it's one of those just defensive in the mud rebounding doing all the dirty work type thing but like when I hear keep hearing best player available is that what you're going for a pick yeah. in the first round? I don't think they're gonna take Leonard Miller yeah it, it's just I it, could be wrong it, I don't it, even think he got a green room invite which means they're probably not expecting him to go that high in the draft. The fact I just said this out loud means the Heat are absolutely yeah, taking Brady. Continue to talk. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> so yeah, that no, that was pretty much it. It's just it's just like depends on as much as we're going to split it up into brackets, like the bigs, the shooters. There's obviously a couple guards I know a lot of people like, like Nick Smith Jr. is a yeah. fun one. Uh, the Jalen Hood Shafino, I think is his name. That uh -huh. guy is is really solid. But it's just it's interesting as well with the Gabe thing and everything else. I know it's not about position. But I don't think like Miami's just never been a team like in this range to like take a small guard that they can maybe develop and put in these situations. Like it's just not what I would expect to be honest. Uh, but like guys like Hood Shafino would be like an exception. Like the Nick Smith Juniors would be an exception just because they're like incredible athletes with incredible skill. And when you're picking at 18 compared to getting stuff in the uh, 
in the past, like it's it, this is talent. This isn't undrafted. Like this is absolute talent that you could probably work with. So I know I said a lot of names, but the the one name that I think I I don't know why I just keep coming back to is Ben Shepard. And Ben Shepard is one that they've worked out. And I'm going to quickly ramble off the 13 names that I know that they've worked out. They added one today, and it's going to make everyone laugh because no one on this panel will know anything about him. Uh, so let me just run through these. Keyshawn hmm. Bryant from South Florida. Uh, I'm going to say some of these names wrong, and I don't care. Uh, Jamie Jacquez Jr. from UCLA. I Thank you. Maybe you should do this instead. Javon Johnson <laughs> from DePaul. Uh, I'm just going to call them AirPods from Sa- Santa Clara. Brandon Podzimski. Craig uh, Porter Jr. from Wichita State. Omax from Marquette. We've already talked about Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas. Jordan Walsh from Arkansas. Isaiah Wong from the U. Ben Shepard, as Brady mentioned. Chris Murray, they worked out. And Jet Howard, they worked out late in the game. Mm. CK has me totally mind bleeped with they won't trade Jawan's son. And now I'm like, wait a minute, maybe they're not going to take Jet Howard. You've completely <laughs> got me rattled there. But I do want Alex to weigh in here about who his um, favorite guy is among the players maybe that I just named that worked out or just generally um, throughout the draft, the, the guys that you like most. And I know that we definitely want to get Sean back in here as well, but I want to give CK another chance to close us out on some of his final draft thoughts before we move um you know, maybe to some undrafted talk down the road, which everyone gets excited about. But no, Alex, continue with your favorite guys at 18. Well, uh, my guys are not going to be any kind of out of the box picks. I'm not a draft expert. I always say that when we talk about the draft, it's with the way that the playoffs ended, like, what was that, like a few days ago? And then it's turned into the Damon Beal stuff. It's been really hard trying to catch up, right? It feels like, you know, we're we're thinking about so many different things, but I have mostly caught up on everybody, more or less everybody that's in the Heat's range. And I think maybe the safest pick is Jet Howard. And that's it. that's why I think it feels like the most likely other than the Juwan connection. Um, you know, you threw in uh, a video on Twitter the other day, Leif, where he was, I forgot who he was talking to. I think it was Andy Katz of The Athletic, where um, he was talking about all the time he spent around Spo, yeah. Bam, you know, certain Heat players and certain heat people um the fact that he can fit in right away the fact that he's six eight so you it can seem like kind such of, a tell yeah like you you know the 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 flaws with him are really on the def- defensive end um i think at that point you would be betting on the heat to kind of fix his discipline stuff on defense i mean he's got a six eight frame um i think they've done you know they've made up for guys with worse physical frames on defense before i think you, you would basically have to if the Heat feel good enough about him on defense, like they can kind of clean that up. And I think it's a really good pick, safe pick, um, who can kind of fit no matter what you do with the roster. And like Brady kind of mentioned there, um, as far as picking a shooter in this draft, whether it's him or uh, Hawkins or Bryce Sensabaugh or whichever shooter you like, Ben Shepard, um, you know, it feels like one of them at least is going to be gone this offseason. It feels like an, an easy bet that one of Max or Duncan is going to be gone. Um Perhaps both, perhaps not. I'm not 100% sure, but it feels like an easy bet that one of them is going to be gone based on the yeah. second apron stuff. Um, and so picking a guy like Jet, I think, would be cool because he can fit in right away with what they do as a shooter, but he can do a little bit more than that. You know, I said on playback last night, he's got a little bit of a bag to him, and he's a nice passer out of the sets that they run. Um, he doesn't hold the ball. I think he could fit in right away, and it would just be kind of a project on defense. But, yeah, like he's 6'8". 
So he's probably the safest pick. I, I also like Omax. Um, it seems like he is more of a shutdown defender um, than, let's say, an off-ball weak side guy as a four, which I think he would try to use him in. Um, the guy that Riley kind of described uh, when he spoke sounded kind of like Omax. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody else of his build, I think Leonard Miller would be cool. You, you would, there would be questions about his shot, um, but I don't know if he's going to be available. Uh, Noah Clowney's another guy who's kind of of that build, but I think he's kind of a four or five hybrid um so i don't know it just depends on what the, what skill set they want to go for and i think jet howard is probably the safest pick well brady and, and alex got like five names each so brian i'm gonna you literally were so succinct and you gave me one name told me why and we moved right on so i'm giving you a shot with another name here that you like as well before uh, i give the floor to ck and then uh sean can jump back in the mix here if you want a name who could fall to them, that's Jordan, fun. Jordan Hawkins is interesting. I don't know how high he's going to go, but he's in best shooter in the draft territory. He is. We were talking about this mm. on <clears throat> on a pod I did with Action Network in terms of like betting on this. Jordan Hawkins is somebody who's over under has been like weird because people don't really know if he's going to go 12, 13, 14, whatever. And I've seen mock drafts this week that have him closer and closer to 18. You know, I'm looking at one right now, NBA Draft.net, which is one of the only mock drafts that I'll probably look at from time to time because a lot of people are just copying each other's mock drafts. Let's be serious. Jordan Hawkins, (laughs) that's what that's all they're doing. It's like they look at, well, what does Bleacher Report have? What does Kevin O'Connor have? What does Draft Express have? All right, aggregate it. Oh, everyone is look, it's like high school. Everybody's cheating on each other's tests, but they're switching up a couple different answers. And it's like instead of getting a hundred where I'm giving it away, they're just getting an 85 or a 90. That's all everybody's doing with their mock drafts. But anyway. This one has Jordan Hawkins at number 17. That's one pick away. Um, I don't think Miami's going to trade up. I could see them also trading back. This second round is a second round you're going to want to like potentially have a pick in, especially because of the cap rules or whatever. You want as many cheap sort of talents you could find. Um, Imani Bates is very – I think we need to talk about him for just two seconds. Imani Bates, I don't know if he's going to go in the first round. At last no, I checked, he, he was like – he was like plus 5,000. I'm not joking. Plus 5,000 to go into the first round. He the ex- expectation is not that he'll get into the first round, but maybe worth a long shot bet. But he was the best player in the country and in high school, along with Chet Holmgren at one point. Negative yeah. wingspan, off the court troubles, uh, inconsistent play. The dude is very talented. Someone's going to make a talent bet on him. Someone's going to make a talent bet on Amari Bailey, who's another guy who could potentially sneak into the first round or is more than likely a second round pick, who was awesome in high school, not as great in college. And those are two guys that I'd be looking at in terms of talent bets, Amari Bates, Amari Bailey, if you do move back and get another pick later on. I like that you brought up Amani Bates because the Heat uh, played paid close attention to him throughout his college run. They scouted him extensively. Um, they didn't work him out, but I know that they watched him as they did guys like Marcus Sasser out of Houston. They followed Houston around a lot. Um, and I'm looking at, uh, you mentioned Kevin O'Connor's latest mock draft. He has the guy who I butchered his name. Is it Jaime? Is that how you say it? Jaime Hawkins. He's Mexican. Jaime Hawkins Jr., UCLA seniors <laughs> mocked there. And Grady Dick is all the way down to 19. That's the lowest I've seen him mocked anywhere. And You pronounced his name right. I did. Uh, that 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 is not a good sign. Um, and there's a lot of these guards that are following, um, that are fa- falling. Excuse me, uh, CK. Just when when you talk about overall 
the draft um, and trading back, as Brian just alluded to specifically, um, the second round now, it holds a different, uh, like those positions, you don't need to use exception money if you want to sign those guys to deals mm-hmm. that are beyond veteran minimum or like minimum type scale contracts. There's actually rookie scale deals for second round picks. So it's starting to become more NFL like in that the second round actually matters in the NBA all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Um, and I know that the second round is like huge in the NFL and it's always been, it's just becoming more and more important. Are there guys later that we haven't talked about maybe some names uh, that like, for instance, the heat worked out Wyoming senior forward, Hunter Maldonado, who I've, I am going to be dead honest. I've never watched a moment. He's good. I need to go look up more about him, but are there names we haven't mentioned that you like and just um, kind of any other of your final Miami heat or general NBA draft thoughts? Well, I, I, I would say that um, if we're talking about this, I mean, Two guys that I mentioned already. I don't know if they could go as high as 18. I mean, I have I had seen uh, some people talk about, um, you know, kind of the whispers out of the NBA programs are that uh, there are teams that really love James Naji and he could even go in the 17 to 20 area, you know, stuff like that. But then again, you see him mocked all over the place, maybe even down in the second round, at, you know, number 39, 38, 40 you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of area. So is he one of those guys? Is Kobe Brown one of those guys? Uh, the overall thing that I look at with the heat will, and, and Najee, by the way, uh, you know, I will, I will stump for him just a little bit in as much as he's only 18 years old and he is a ridiculous athlete for his, uh, for his size. I put on the, t- I mean, whether we're talking about NFL or we're talking about an NBA draft prospects and you're looking at them, if you got if you've got an eye for for athletes, you know the guys that are that are bouncy, explosive, uh, agile, controlled, balanced, you know those those kinds of things. I put on I put on a little bit of tape of that guy, and I just giggled for ten minutes. I mean, it, it was it was it was crazy. I mean, I was so looking at him kind of reminds you of looking at Bam Adebayo stuff before when he when he was coming out. Um, he's just he's a ridiculous athlete. Yes, he's. He's basically a blank slate offensively, uh, but a defensive, you know, one through five. And you're like, yeah, that's just Presser Sachua all over again. And maybe so, but maybe also they're trading this guy, whoever they're, whoever they're taking. So um, I would just overall take, take from this. If you look at their, their pattern with like Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, where's the extra sauce? That's the question that you've got to, you've got to ask yourself. Cause a lot of these guys are going to fit into molds right right. you know the the, this guy is this this guy is that this guy is that but i think that the heat like with tyler hero uh you know some people always just he's just a shooter and at that time we needed shooters so um so i think that oh he's just a shooter but then you go back and you look at a high school and you look at his ball handling and they're like wait a minute you know Uh um that was that was a little bit extra bam out of bio uh he says he was bismack biamba right yeah yeah. Nikias yeah. Duncan said the day the night he was drafted, he said uh, they could have just signed Ekbe Udo to In do what caps. they're going to have Bam do. Um, and you know, I remind him of that just because Nikias is such a brilliant basketball mind, mm-hmm. and it just should remind everyone to approach this process with humility. But continue, CK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I think Bam Adebayo is a good example of like. They, because they have strong connections with the program and the workouts and stuff, they knew things about BAM shooting 
and you know his touch that maybe we didn't know and we don't get access to to that information but either way i think they are looking at it like okay where's that little bit of extra and so when we're looking at these prospects especially at 18 if they're going to take one of the guys at 18 and it's going to be a best player available i think there's got to be a little extra there and that's why i talk about you know a leonard miller because you know yeah he's lengthy he's a guy that uh he's a guy that can play uh you know uh five four but also uh, he's been a point guard in Canada, um, you know, wow. and, I and know I, yeah. And, and I think that uh, that's a little bit extra. No, he might not be a point forward when, when, when all things are, are said and done in the NBA, but then again, do you need him to quite be that in order to think of that as a little extra juice uh, for, for his case to be made as a draft prospect. And so all of these guys, like you, you bring up Omax prosper. I look at him and I'm I could see what to get excited about. He's, he's a good looking guy. I do see like, is he a, a Rui Hachimura? Like, is that, is that what we're looking at? Um, but if he's killing the, if he's killing the workouts and the heat see something that's more than that, then there's your guy, you know, that's your, that's your guy. So uh, I would just say always look at that through that lens with the heat is okay. This is, this is a guy that fits a role, but there's something extra. That's and so what true. is it? And, and I think that that's, uh, that's how I, uh, I tend to approach it. I, I could not agree more. And I think that with Bam, Tyler, you, you know, you hear the stories about like that Spo wants to throw a ball underneath the table and have guys just go say, go get it and see who comes out from the scuffle with the ball and stuff like that. It's like that little extra. And Bam was challenged in his workout. And we all know that he famously dropped some F bombs and such. I know Tyler has that competitive spirit. So you're right. It is about finding that guy. And a lot of us by watching YouTube highlights will not be able to necessarily um, pinpoint that Uh, CK. We greatly appreciate you joining us, jumping on here, giving you your insights from the draft um, because we don't typically get to listen uh, to your analysis, except for when it's football season, (laughs) but I highly encourage everybody to check out three yards per carry. Uh, check out everything that Alfredo Artiega and he does. Uh, it's the best Miami Dolphin podcast on planet Earth, and I will not be told otherwise. Uh, uh, we're going to have Sean jump back in here, but we definitely appreciate you uh, hopping on the, the mega preview with us. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, letting me come on and uh, amateur my way into your <laughs> under the same screen with you guys. So Yeah, no, that's not even – you're being too modest, but we appreciate you joining us, man. All right, thanks. Later. So – Sean's going to jump back in here and I'm people are asking about uh, Paul George trades. So yes, y'all we're going to go back to trades and, and we're going to hit about an hour here and, uh, and that's okay. Um, Jay Sanchez comes in with what are your thoughts on prosper from Marquette, man? We've talked a lot about him. I think you're going to have to rewatch the stream, but here's the Paul George news. Um, I'll just say this. The heat have always loved Paul George's game ever since he played. Um, actually um, it was, probably that series against LeBron that sold them. They at one time offered Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow and change to try to get him out of Indiana. I know that um, I'm taking it back quite a while for that one. And I probably shouldn't have said it out loud. I know they like him. It's just a matter of that. I think they're going to wait out for Dame. Any of y'all feel differently. Should they pivot to PG? I know that our homie eternal wants to do that immediately. Sean, you haven't had a chance to speak in too long. Um, do you think that Paul George is something that they should immediately uh, apply pressure um, if this Dame thing starts to look weird after tomorrow night? 
so prioritize, I would say no. I would I would go after Dame first. Um, obviously, they know more than us about how that's going. But I would also say positionally, I think Paul George, because you can slot Gabe back into the point guard spot, I, I think you could fit a better roster, if that makes sense. Because I trust Gabe at point guard, and then you would have those big – big wings now we would actually be pretty big on the way <laughs> we would George. so um i think it's interesting and obviously he has his own concerns with injuries and things like that but you know depending on the cost but i, I do think and I, i'm sure somebody will bring this up in the comments the fact that they're opening up that new arena are, are they really going to dismantle what they what they have and it's funny to say that because our fans have the uh, walls caving in and we just played in the finals about eight days ago but what they have in, in quotes <laughs> and uh folks. and break that up going into uh into a new arena so i, I think it's a good it, you definitely pursue it don't get me wrong but there are some pros and cons to it i was gonna ask really quickly though did did the trade today make you think any differently about the situation like the fact that they're adding extra pieces like a brogdon or something and trying to build up the team like does that make you think they're not going to trade him i think that makes some sense i mean why the hell are you taking marcus morris's big fat expiring contract and not just letting it expire and taking on brogdon and giving up a pick to do it or somebody gave somebody gave up a pick in that process to give to washington to facilitate <laughs> i think it was the clippers um but uh it is that's interesting and it, 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 I, I know they needed a guard we talked about Lowry heading to the Clippers so that's probably now uh no longer going to be uh something that we No, it could to... still happen it could still happen because Brog, Brogdon's not really like a true point guard that's it's true that's guard. true they, and they need they need a ton there uh Sean we didn't get a chance to they need a ton in the backcourt I should specify I don't know where Russ is gonna go also real, why real, the hell real, am real. I spending too much time talking about the Clippers y'all gotta mm -hmm. stop me Real, real quick on the Paul George financials, he's on a much shorter deal than Damian Lillard is. And whatever number you have to get to Damian Lillard, Paul George is basically the same. He's making $45 million this upcoming season, has a player option 48.8 the year after. So it's really I'm just in. two years if he opts in, um, which $48 million he probably will, unless he kills it this year and then wants more years. But Paul George maybe doesn't cost you as much. And I think whatever deal the Heat make is going to be a three-team deal anyway. I don't know if Tyler Hero ends up with the Clippers in that package or Kyle like Kyle Lowry might, but I don't I don't know what the final product is going to look like. But it's probably going to be a three or four-team deal is my guess. And I, I do think uh, you're going to see a lot of three-team deals and a lot of people get moved for packages that are kind of crazy. Um, and Miami Heat beat comes in saying number 30 from the Clippers is being sent to Washington. Still not final, but it, it could expand to the Beal trade so it can get a large trade exception. That's interesting news that we're adding to the show. Thank you for, for adding that value and putting the comment up, Sean. You didn't get to talk about the draft enough, so I, I am pivoting back to you now because we are being a little looser here, and we are going to take a few more comments and make sure we address anything we haven't yet. But I want you to talk 18. Who's your favorite pick? Well, I think you guys covered the top 65 to 70 prospects in the draft. So <laughs> I just want to know who you like. I don't want you to like give me the analysis. Cut, cut the shit. Just tell me who you like. No, I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I Look, I, I think one, one thing to keep in mind is last year, our first round pick obviously didn't play a whole lot this year. So he's almost in a way like our first round pick again. 
You know, I, th- I think that's one way to look at it. So they're you gonna could say, go. They're going to say you're saying off. they're getting all the deep yes. at the deadline again. No, listen. <laughs> but I, but I, but I say that in that he could give you the opportunity to take one of those guys that needs develop. Like you talked about Najee, you talked about some of these guys that's not plug in right away. And I don't necessarily think that's why at 18 you take certain guys. I like Hami Hakez. I mean, he's a guy that I like. I like Omax. I know Hawkins. I mean, the guys that I really, though, I think buying into the second round, and I don't know what, you know, Greg or anybody thinks about that. I think there's a lot of guys that I would just like to put in our pipeline and develop. And I think you can do that in any draft because we have such a good development program. But like you talked about the Imani Bates, uh, Shepard, um, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Sasser was brought up and Amari Bailey, um, Sonogo, someone also also brought up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Terquavion Smith, I don't think was brought up. He's a guy that's kind of like a Lou Williams, Jordan Crawford. Like I can they get a bucket, but he's, and he can't stay in front of any of the five of us. Like he can't play any defense. So like, <laughs> those are the guys that I would like to see us put out, you know, and try to maybe take a stab at if you use somebody in the second round or obviously if they go undrafted. But no, I think you guys have covered it very well. Who do you think Portland will want at 18? Portland, man. Alex, who does Portland want at 18? (laughs) You got this ready ready to go. Who does Portland want at 18? That's I have not thought about that whatsoever. I guess somebody <laughs> who is uh, I went to you. high upside, Nick Smith, because it's not going to matter. You're not going to need to win now. High upside <laughs> pick at 18. Good call. Um, of the second round, can I ask guys, you a quick question, Leif? I, and yeah, sorry yeah, to yeah. go away from this. this yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. I, I can stop playing quarterback. No, no, no. This is not even draft related. This is just a quick thing. If you had to bet money, doesn't this the, the PG thing feel like a, another situation where he was never available to the Heat and people are going to get mad when it inevitably doesn't happen? Uh, yeah, they're going to continue to do that over and over again, and then the Heat are going to continue to have successful seasons, and then yeah. they're going to. We're skeptical that he's actually available. You guys already went over some of the reasons, and and I know I, I'm I with you. Hammering that with it's you. just like if he is available, he's probably going to get traded for another star and not going to get sold off for picks and Tyler Hero. The greatest owner Listen. in the league, new arena. The owner's been loud about how they want to be a perennial championship contender. And all they've kind of gotten, you know, is injured runs with Kawhi and PG. So maybe they look to shake it up, with, you that, know, maybe exchange for another star. But, like, how is he going to end up here? I don't I don't see it. But, Alex, that's why I think they could actually, even with the new arena shit, I think they could actually look to break that up because it's almost like you just need a reset. It's not working out. It's not you, it's me. And then they have to, you know, Kawhi. It feels like you're supposed to do the opposite, especially when that's all you talk about is going for contenders. Now is the time where you're going to, you want people to spend all that money for the, for the new arena and this luxury experience. And now you're going to go blow it up and see what type of picks you can get. I mean, it just. No, but I, I think the way, I think the way Miami would do it though, is like I was saying, like a three or four team deal where, Tyler goes somewhere else. But then why wouldn't then, so that assumes that there's uh, you know the best player in the deal isn't Tyler and that's what the Clippers get. Why wouldn't whoever is going to the Clippers, why wouldn't that team get PG? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But this I mean look, they may have other motives. They may if, be trying to cut salary or like that's the weird part team, of this that we can't answer. So right. um but we have to come up with these specific situations for yeah, how <laughs> you're right though. Like look at look at how the Jimmy Butler deal turned out, right? Like Dallas was supposed to be involved at one point and then they oh figured it out and whatever. Like that shit mess. was a mess. Goran Dragic was going somewhere. Like I like is there Carl Anthony Towns has a comparable salary. Is Minnesota going to get involved in this? Is there another rebuilding team that you could put Tyler on? Like, are the Spurs going to be like, all right, fine, we'll just take Tyler Hero? Like, 
there's a lot of shit that can happen here that I think I think would blow people's minds if we went through like really all the possibilities. But just think about like the other guys who could potentially get traded at some point. Carl Anthony Towns, we don't know like what the status of that is. And there was Trey Young rumors at one point. I don't think that's necessarily happening, but you never know because the next Toronto star in the NBA is always right around the corner. And that could really just play out very quickly if teams don't make certain moves between now and then, which brings us back to Damian Lillard to begin with. All the way back to square one, but we're not getting off that easy. Uh, and we ha- we do have a contest to tell you about, and we have more to talk about. And somebody just said Trey Spo to Portland, and just stop it. That is absolutely the worst idea ever. Um, but uh, the the one thing I wanted to go through here is the pivot players. So everybody is asking me for if we don't get Dame, what guy will we get? So just quickly want to go around and we're going to announce this better edge competition we have going on around the NBA draft. Uh, Sean has a fun, uh, um, it's basically like a questionnaire a trivia. And I think we're going to rapid fire, go through some of those questions too. So I want to make sure we get to that and shout out better edge, but I'm interested from y'all's perspective. Um, uh, and I will go and here's Sean showing um, where you can go right now to the five reason sports Twitter page and you can find uh, the ability to get an NBA draft Jersey. All It's a free entry. You just answer questions and then you will uh, get the ability to win an NBA draft player. You can get a Wemby Jersey. You can order a, uh, whoever the heat take at 18. You can, who knows, maybe um, wait and see who the heat uh, mine out of the second round and then order your Jersey. No, I joke, but check out that competition for anybody who doesn't know about better edge. Let me just tell you quickly about them because a lot of people ask like, what is different about Better Edge than um, other sports books? Because it is, you know, a little bit different. It's uh, a web-based sports app. It's the stock exchange for sports betting, and it's a social betting marketplace where users buy and sell their betting positions without a vig. Instead of a traditional sports book where the book sets the price and accepts your bet, takes fees, pays out winnings, Better Edge Marketplace connects users on opposite sides of the bet at their own set prices. So. You can use our code 5RSN, get $20 to play right now. You can enter our um, contest as well. That's free to do. You don't got to do anything. Go to the contest. You see the URL posted right there. It's betteredge.com slash 5RSN dash draft. That's just for the questionnaire. But then also go to app.betteredge.com, 5RSN. That'll get you 20 bucks to play right now. Pivot moves. I'd, I haven't wrapped my head around who my favorite, um, like if we don't get Beal, if we don't get Dame, I didn't think that the Beal and the Dame stuff was about to escalate that quickly as the finals ended, y'all. Like I wasn't prepared for that, frankly. I didn't see that boiling as quickly as it boiled. I knew Miami was going to check in. And so because those situations have now consumed so much of the attention, and so much of the conversations as I text people and sleuth around for information, um, I don't really have a, a pivot name, but I'm, I want to pick this panel's brain of, of guys that they like. Uh, Jose says trade for Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns can't play with Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler won't let him. And uh, Anthony Edwards would be great, but that's never happening. Brady Hawk, who's your favorite pivot player? Um, and I don't mean it has to be a front court down low, but more about like a fallback option type of trade candidate that you like around the league. And if I'm putting you on the spot, 
just pass the ball to someone else who may have a name ready. No, I'll say I think the big one that I feel like keeps getting thrown around is just the Zach Levine stuff just because, look, there's only a number of teams that have good high-level players that you want to trade for and are not in win-now mode. And it seems like there's you got to look at those middle ground teams like the Pelicans, like the Bulls, like all those playing teams. Uh, and I guess Zach Levine would kind of be the next guy. If we're just going down the guard list of guys that might be on the market, it just feels like he's the next guy. Then you start to make questions of what a deal looks like, how what the value looks like in comparison to what we're talking about. Because it's probably in the middle of a Dame and a Beal, I would say. It's somewhere in the middle of, of what both – those packages look like so then that's when you start have to start making decisions i mean it's a guy that just averaged 25 points a game i think like i looked at the other day but he was like close to 50 percent shooting from the field like a little below that uh so it's interesting it's it's a dynamic that you're gonna have to see how quickly they turn because as much as like we said they they talk about not swing for the the fences and and you're as much as we talked about it with them hyping up Tyler and stuff, it's they mean a lot of the stuff they say. They obviously Tyler is a pivotal piece of this core, but they're willing to, I guess, at some point to throw it into a, to make that next move for a Dame. The question is with a Levine type, like where do they land on that? Is that swing for the fences? Is that making that all in move? Because then that's kind of your final puzzle piece to kind of figure out. So those are the questions you have to have. So I guess. Zach Levine would kind of be, I guess, the next name that we're probably doing podcasts on the most, I guess, if the team thing doesn't materialize. Yeah, I I also think that they're going to be super careful if the Dame stuff doesn't happen and not. I mean, Paul George is a no-brainer. Levine, I start to blink a little bit if we're talking about Hero and emptying out all the, the draft picks. Um, so that's where I stand there today. Sean Rochester, your favorite player that we haven't talked about from a trade perspective um, and it could be a number of players just, you know, we're loose here. I just, I, I want to, you know, names maybe that we haven't heard yet that you like as potential options that maybe have been called out as available, et cetera. I mean, besides obviously Andre Blatch and Larry Sanders, which were going to be my first two go-tos. Um, but I don't know, you know, there's, they're always up there. Them and John Collins are been on our target list now for about a decade, but um, let me throw this name out there. And it's not, a, I'm not saying this is like my favorite player, but I'm just throwing a different name that may not get brought up. We always talk about like the Kyle Lowry Duncan package, right? The expiring when then you're getting off of Duncan's number. What about trading those guys to Philly? What about Tobias Harris? He's an expiring huge contract and you might have to attach draft capital to get out of Duncan still. And obviously Kyle has his connection to Philly and I know Tobias is overpaid. Do not get me wrong, but he's a big wing that you could put at the four. He can shoot the ball. He's strong enough to guard. I, I would say up, but he's not a great defender. I, I get that. But like, what do you think about, it? I just, I'm just like throwing, you know, something at the wall, just a random name. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you I'm just I'm just there. making conversation here. I mean, look, it's not like the worst option in the world. It's just not like my first backup plan. Tobias right? Harris over, over me? me? Yeah, no, that would be kind of <laughs> awkward. I don't know. I mean, look, it's it's not the worst option, but that doesn't get me doesn't get me excited. That's for sure. Brian, um, you and I know you've been wanting to go down this road for a while, so now I've teed it up for you. This is the road everybody wants to go down. The floor is yours because you've and, and I appreciate this perspective. So for for the listeners here, and I know we're going over an hour, and we're going to close here pretty shortly. So just hang with us because there's lots to talk about. Um, you've maintained 
that even if the Beal stuff doesn't happen, even if the Dame stuff doesn't happen, you are not cooked. Like you just have to pivot. Mm-hmm. And so that's where like really kind of um, the inspiration behind me kind of come into this segment. So I go to you, where, where are you at? And I know you said, Paul George, I'm not going to let you off with that easy one. Um, let's canvas the league for somebody else that you think could really help Miami that that Kyle Lowry, maybe to Duncan, maybe, you know, if you had to throw in a pick or something like that to get it done, whatever it would be. I'm just interested in the guys that you like. You have to think about the teams around the league who are eager to shake stuff up. So look at the Chicago bulls, for example, Now, I think some people would be interested in like DeMar DeRozan. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't think that like DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy and Bam, like, I don't think you're just going to win with two pointers, Uh, you know, and just doing that. And then maybe having two shooters around. I mean, maybe it depends, but would Patrick Williams and Alex Caruso be interesting if you get into business with Chicago, as opposed to looking at. Uh, a DeMar DeRozan, for example. Would you look at the Atlanta Hawks and potentially do the John Collins thing? You don't want to do it with that contract. I'm telling you right now, but if you can buy low on John Collins, then maybe that that's something that like you would potentially look at. The How Wizards about DeAndre and- Hunter with, DeAndre, with John Collins? Do we contract. have the money to make that work? I'm I'm the guy that's supposed to know this stuff, but I'm punched. Four years, 90. So, John, so DeAndre, that's a lot of money. Four years, ninety million, starting this season for DeAndre Hunter. Oh, okay? and then so, plus Collins. Never mind. Yeah, like that's that's <laughs> nasty. Pick one or the other, and even so, it's like, eh. but DeAndre Hunter does fit. You have health concerns, but here's the thing: like, and the thing about people were talking about Paul George and health and whatever. Everybody in the league gets hurt now, except for Nikola Jokic. Everybody in the league gets hurt now. So, like, in terms of injury prone, like, yes, there are some high risks, high risk guys. But like when it comes to when it comes to the injury prone stuff, yeah. And then look at the Pacers, a team, a guy like Buddy Heald. I think if you're gonna lose Duncan Robinson, Max Drews in some sort of trade, get a shooter that's more reliable. Buddy Heald is excellent. He would fit. Um, I'm not saying Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I know people are gonna say that because I'm not sure Bam and Miles Turner. Like I don't know if you want that. I know a lot of people want that, but I don't know if you actually want that. Spo don't want that. Yeah, I, I, Spo doesn't want to play that way. So what are you going to do? Fight the, the Pacers up. want that. The right. team that always yeah. wants to be competitive. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, take, yeah. take it up. Take it up with Spo if you don't like that. If you want Miles Turner and you know, like go go fucking fight him. Like I don't know what to tell you, right? And then you look at the Los Angeles Clippers we've already talked about. But those are some of the guys that I would probably look at. Um, and and also the Raptors. I think the Raptors are probably worth talking about. Yeah, that comment just grabbed me. Let's talk Raptors for a minute. Is there? I, I feel like everybody thinks that the way that Dame is going to be convinced to stay in Portland is either Zion or Siakam. Am I wrong? Is <laughs> if, this- if, listen, listen. Bridges. If Damian Lillard stays in Portland and, and if they get Zion Williamson and he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to stay, then all right, go ahead. Have fun. With, with fucking, I mean, with it would Zion indicate Williams. to me he's not about really, really, really about winning championships. That doesn't make sense. He's played, he's played like what <laughs> sixteen games in four years or whatever it is. Like this just doesn't make any sense. I know it's not sixteen. Not being literal. Um, here's a super chat from Rob. Uh, he says an under the radar name I would love for the Heat is Norm Powell. I think that's an interesting one to think about. Actually, um, the scoring and such, but. 
a lot of this, I think also, I think we have to remember is predicated on what they do with Max and Gabe and how that shakes out because if they prioritize keeping them too, and I know everyone will, there'll be a collective groan from heat Twitter about that. Uh, I do think that that has something that we need to watch. I think financially it's, it's struggling, but if they're looking to make a salary dump elsewhere with Duncan, who knows, maybe they do try to keep them too. And then I think a lot of these other options, it gets a little bit weirder, weirder with the math. Um, if, the, if they just look to dump a salary versus trade and flip one of these guys for a productive player. Um, and there's Powell's next three years at 18, 19, 20 over the next three, which is, you know, for a, a, a player that can score 20 a game, it's about what the going rate. Um, I think we've covered most of everything, but I want to make sure we don't miss um, final thoughts from any of you folks. Predictions. That's what we need to do. <laughs> Put My everyone on the spot. Brady Hawk, what the hell is going to happen tomorrow night for the Miami Heat? Oh, I actually wasn't even going to talk about the Heat. That's what's funny. I was going to say my prediction is that Portland makes their pick just because I keep saying it. It's like the more I think about it, it makes no sense for them not to do that. Like they're in a position now, and I know it's all about like surrounding game and all this stuff. But first of all, I just don't think they're going to get a good enough package to do that, especially in this type of draft when you have a top three pick. It's like you're in a prime position and I know it's about hardball and they're going to keep trying to position it like they're thinking about it and this and that. But ultimately, it just feels like they're going to end up taking a top player and then we'll see what shakes out with Dame after that. And obviously, that doesn't mean Dame's just going to leave when that happens. But I just – the more I think about it, I can't see them trading that pick. I'm leaning in your direction. Sean, how are you feeling about tomorrow night? Prediction by you? Because we got Can predictions I add to that? coming up uh, <laughs> with, with, the, with the questions as well. So – can I add to that? If you are Charlotte and you, unless you love Brandon Miller, why are you not telling everyone in the world that I'm taking Scoot Henderson to get people to like the Jason Tatum where they conned yeah. the Sixers into flipping the pick? Why would you not be doing that right now? Because you're, the Char- because, because, because you're the Charlotte because you're the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. That's so why. The reports are coming out the opposite. Trades. They're saying that they're going to take Miller. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would be telling everybody, I'm taking Scoot. So if you want Scoot, you better be trading up. And if you don't, then I would just take Brandon Miller and be cool with it. But they could get assets and take Brandon Miller at three. You can't go lower than that, but that's that's just wild. Um, Are we taking what? Predictions on the Heat's pick? Predictions on the Heat's pick, and then we want to blast through rapid fire uh, some of your questions from the questionnaire, just so that everyone gets an idea of what they'd be answering, because I think that maybe that'll just be uh, get people gotcha. to, to go check that out. All right, let me uh, let me make my pick for the Heat's pick is going to be that they take – I'm going to go Jaime Jaquez. That's my pick. And I'm going to queue up the uh, survey while you guys are doing yours. Brian Fonseca. I don't think anyone else is going to say it, so I'll be the one that says it here. Um, hopefully, this will entertain the chat. I think that pick is going to Portland. I think they're going to do it. Wee! <laughs> yes, you got the guts. That's I, what I'm talking about. Like, listen, because for if you're like I'm, Bobby Marks said it on Five on the Floor earlier this week, I'm I'm tired of this shit too. Like, if you're Portland <laughs> and Damian Lillard, like one one of y'all got to make the the hard decision. The, it's not you, it's me. Shit, it's cute, but like, look, Kevin Garnett. 12 years in Minnesota, and people were like, God, like they're not giving him shit. They got out of the first round one time. 
you know, he won MVP. He was awesome, whatever, whatever. And it's like, this is very reminiscent of that. If Kevin Garnett was able to go to Boston, Damian Lillard, the loyalty shit, yes, it's great. Awesome. Love you for it. If you want to go win, now's the time. Because if it's not now, I don't know when. Because you're also a 6'2 guard who is amazing, who's on a long-term contract, who could potentially break down over the course of it. You have to do something. And I think it's in his best interest. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says in the chat right now, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just letting y'all know. This is where this is where I'm at with it. I think Damian Lillard has to pivot. And I think he got, he has to tell Portland and tell Chris Haynes also, because if anyone's breaking that story, it's going to be Chris Haynes. If Damian Lillard's going to go up there and say, yeah, all right, it's time. Because why is he going to stay to mentor Scoot Henderson, win 41 games, and just uh, continue being mediocre less. in the Western Conference. Now is the time. And you have a ready-made situation in Miami. You watch the finals. What do they need on that team? They need exactly what Damian Lillard could bring them. It makes a lot of sense. He told Brian Custer. He's telling Chris Haynes. He's tell- just make this shit happen. So, I yes, if I'm going to have a prediction, I don't give a shit if I'm wrong because it makes sense. Damian Lillard goes to Miami. I love it. I feel like I, I don't know if it's be- going to be tomorrow, by the way. What, well, what at a, some some point during this summer, I think. How I'm, am I supposed to follow that with my prediction? You got Dame, and I obviously can't do that because I will get aggregated. People are joking that you need to be aggregated, and you may get aggregated <laughs> off of this thing because you are way more of a journalist and a media member than I will ever be, my friend. Um, I'll say this for my prediction. The first name I heard in this draft cycle was Chris Murray. And I'll never forget a story where the first name I heard was Bam Adebayo. And then I never heard it again. And I completely fell off my radar. And mm. then I felt like, what an idiot. Because I it was the first name given to me. And I didn't stick to that. But I also know that they really watched um, and, and scouted guys like Ben Shepard, who I know Brady likes a lot. Like they like that guy. And um, so I'm, I'm, it's a little bit of a tricky situation, but ultimately I am going to land with where I tweeted. I think if he's there, Jet Howard is the pick. That's my prediction. My prediction is going to be wrong. I never, I do all the draft um, digging and then I never get the pick right. That's how this works. And I'm okay with that. Jet Howard uh, will have fun in Portland. As far as second round guys, I just want y'all to know they uh, they like Jordan Walsh from Arkansas a lot. So I would really keep an eye out for him as a late round player that they would come back to. Um, and they also uh, they watched Marcus Sasser a ton. I know he's a small guard. I've mentioned him a couple times, but that's another second round guy that I think is worth watching. Um, and then the last one that I wanted to mention was. Um, bear with me here as I'm pulling up all, all of my picks is no, we got to all of them. That was all of my names. My prediction is in, uh, I want to shout out our sponsors one more time. I think Alex dropped off cause who the hell goes for an hour and 20 minutes. Ethan's before getting- you do that though. I saw people cause I did get, I snuck away from making my prediction because I went for some reason I made a Portland prediction. On oh, the, you're on right. I've got to hold so you just, accountable. I mean, I, they were so, uh, no, I was just going to say that I, I mentioned Ben Shepard before, and I don't know if that'll be a reach. The name that I keep thinking about that I think could see Miami going toward, and I know it goes against a lot of things I said before about the shooter, 
uh, is going with Jalen Hood-Shafino. That's kind of where I've kind of landed. I feel like it's a high chance they do that, just a guy that's a little bit lengthier that can create off the dribble. They can use them off ball. They can do a little bit of things. I even think in terms of, let's say, I know everybody's much rather Brian's scenario of having Dane, but let's just say they don't, that doesn't happen. You have to watch a summer league team uh, with the guys that you have on the roster right now. Uh, like Jovic and Jamal Kane, Orlando Robinson, they have that front court intact and they're not trying to build a summer league roster to try to win a championship in the summer league, but I can see things plugs kind of plugged in. And I just, I think that the Jalen Hutchifino thing could, could kind of catch some fire. And I've seen him, I don't know if you guys have seen this, the same. I just seen him in so many different spots in mock drafts. Me I too. Know. Yeah. And that's honestly, conceptually, I've moved on from them even having the ability to get him. So like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other names like Jordan Hawkins, I think is going to yeah. go higher. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hood, Shafino, if he's there, I'm in. Kaysen Wallace, if he's there, I'm in. So there's lots of guys that we didn't really expand upon because I think we all agree that we think they're going to go ahead of the pick. Uh, Sean, run us through this questionnaire because this will give everyone an idea of what you need to do to potentially win a jersey of one of the new NBA draftees. Uh, run us through these questions. We're going to rapid fire answer them. Brian's up first. All right. So uh, the link is on the on the screen, betteredge.com backslash 5RSN dash draft. That will take you to this. It's a survey. We'll ask for your phone number. So you can't do this like 65,000 times unless you have a burner phone. Maybe go get like one of those cricket phones or something if you want to do it a lot of times. But uh, number one, it says who will be the second overall pick? It gives you the options. Brandon Miller, Scoot, Amen Thompson or the field. Any other player? Brian, what you think? Number two, I think Brandon Miller's minus 650 now. If it ain't Brandon Miller, then Woe is messed up again. He famously got something wrong at the draft last year. I, I like that analysis. Um, it actually it actually gives you – I'm sorry. I thought you were picking that anyways, but no, it gives you the it, feedback of yeah. – Brandon Miller and then and then Scoot goes to Portland and Dame is like, okay, cool, bye, and then Dame winds up in Miami. That's my prediction. And just giving you guys a heads up, look, only 36 people have done this so far. So that's not bad odds to get yourself a jersey from the draft. Second uh, question, who will be the third overall pick? Brian alluded to that a little bit, but we'll go to Greg for this one. Which guy? Brandon, Scoot, I'm in. It's Scoot. It's Scoot. All right. A couple people going on, man, Thompson. That's interesting. Uh, it's obvious about who gets the most questions right out of the group. So next one, we'll go to Brady. Will there be a trade on draft night that involves a top three pick in the 2023 draft? Both, either, or neither? I do not think so. Neither. Wow. And that's the majority right now. Pretty heavy there. I, t- I went with option um, two. Number four, we'll go back to uh, go back to Brian. Which of the guards below will be selected first, Jordan Hawkins or Keontae George? Ooh, um, and Van Van is right. I did say Jovic. Uh, I was very high on Jovic going into the draft. I think he's going to be great in summer league. Um, I'm going to go. I'm still going to go Jordan Hawkins. I think someone's just going to buy into the shooting. I do. I agree. Sixty-two yeah. percent. All right. Hawkins is going to be next good. question. We'll go to Greg on this one. Will Derek Lively be drafted in the top 10? Yes or no? Yes. Ooh, look at Minority that. Minority there. I think I think that he gets in also. Um, I will say myself. I don't think number six. 
it's going to be interesting because there's not many big guys. So maybe somebody trades up to get him, but I guess you could also think about waiting if you have like a early teens. But, I just feel like uh, Dallas is going to trade the 10th pick to someone who wants lively and that's how he'll get there or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Number six, Brady. This is a tough, we'll actually go around. This is a tougher one. Which conference will have the most first round picks? Big East, Big Ten, SEC, tie or other is the last one. I'd have to go with a guess, but I'd, I'd say Big East, to be honest, isn't – feels like a lot of the guys we're talking about have been from there, right? Yeah. Isn't that, is, that's, I don't even know conference. Isn't that like Michigan, UConn, like that group? It's UConn for sure, but the Big Ten is – I'm going Big Ten. Oh, okay. But I, okay. I totally am guessing. It could be SEC, but I'm going Big Ten, but I'm I'm literally guessing. Brian, what do you think? Big East has Hawkins, Prosper, Whitmore. Yeah, see? They maybe get Jackson. Ah, SEC has a bunch. I might go SEC from this group. Ooh, or other. Uh, other. Can I go other? Uh, uh, so, fine. Yeah. as no, the they have uh, Arkansas as, and shit. Like, yeah, it might, mm-hmm. it's SEC. Nick Smith. Kentucky, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, as the person who made this, these questions, um, all of these were right around somewhere between four and six. Um, so oh, I don't so think, unless, and and so the thing that could come into play is if someone finishes tied, now that's going to be the winner. So it's going to be one of these three that have the most based on my calculations, Ooh, looking at mocks and stuff. But, but if there's a tie, yeah. you know, interesting. So strategy there. Um, seven, which of the following players will be drafted first? Kobe Bufkin, Grady Dick, Kaysen Wallace, or JHAS? Um I don't know if I went to Brady last. Go, Brady, go ahead. Uh, honestly, probably Kobe Bufkin, right? I feel like he might go highest. Yep. A lot of people. I don't that even know was how before, I Now this. he's dropping all of a sudden, but that could be yeah. a smoke screen. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I was, I was, what I was about to say would have got us in trouble on the screen. Me too. Say, Me a too. Lot of, I was, I was a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people love Grady. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, number eight. I, I, I was number eight. <laughs> oh man. Um, number eight. Who will be the fifth overall pick, Brian? So I bet Jarris Walker. Uh, it was plus fifth overall pick. Two sixty before. Who? Now it's like plus two nine. Uh, plus one ninety. Plus two hundred. Osir Thompson's getting I'm taking momentum. a Thompson. You get two for one on that one. Come Ossier, on, Osir Thompson's getting momentum for this, and Amen is actually like he can fall from four. A lot of people think he's going four, but he can fall from there. But I, I'll go Jarris Walker because I've been sort of on that. Okay, that's the Pistons pick, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a little value here, but also, like Brian said, there's buzz on these other two guys. There was smoke and about there was smoke about Utah potentially moving up and taking Walker at five, also. So I'll, I'll play. That was Jonathan Gavoni who said that's maybe a possibility. I think this is the last one. How many players from outside the NCAA, so coming from the G League Ignite, those types of leagues, or from overseas, will be drafted in the lottery picks, the top fourteen, three or fewer, four, five, or six or more? Uh, Greg, three or fewer. That's the pick right now. Wembanyama, um, Kulabali, Scoot Henderson. Are the Thompson twins in there? Oh shoot, Thompson twins. Oh, what you guys think? Like, <laughs> that's five already. <laughs> anyway, see, that's why you don't do a hour and a half long show 
We appreciate everyone joining us. Shout out to Water Cleanup of Florida. Shout out to um, – oh, look, there's way more response options. Look at that. One more. It was one last question here. The draft age of the oldest player um, in the first round, I think the majority is going to say 22-23. I know we're, yeah. we're I running I took 22. Late. Yeah, 23 or above. And that's all you got to do right there. Very easy. That's that's all you have to do to get a free jersey. Right now at this moment, there's only been 38 people to sign up. Sign up at that link right there, and you get a, a jersey. It's that easy. Like, just answer the questions, and you're in. And I think you have to, like, put in a contact phone number or something like that. Thank you to Mortgage by Arash. Thank you to Water Cleanup of Florida. Thank you to Better Edge, Sean, Brian, uh, Chris Kaufman, Brady Hawk, Alex Toledo, uh, we appreciate everyone going along with us. This will probably be the longest uh, stream we do all summer. We appreciate it. Good night. And I'm going to jump in real quick, Greg. Don't forget tomorrow night at the draft, we'll be doing playback. That'll actually be longer because we're going from 8 o'clock all the way to the end on playback. The link is at the bottom, playback.tv backslash 5RSN. See you there tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.